Father, we bless you. We bless you. Be thou exalted, O God in heaven. To you be all the glory, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Begin to ask that the Lord will send his word your way this morning or this afternoon. That Lord send your word. The Bible said that indeed, how forcible are the right words. That until his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. That Lord, in the name of Jesus, O God in heaven, just like the centurion saying, Lord, say, only speak your word and I know that my servant will be healed. That Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God, in today's gathering, let your word come forth with power and with conviction that it will bring about a transformation in our lives in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, oh God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please be wonderfully seated in God's awesome presence. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Quickly, let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 from verses 12 to 20. 1 John chapter 4 from verses 12 to 20. Let's read together, together, one to go. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. His love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed that the love God has for us. God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Verse 17. Love has been perfected amongst us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Hallelujah. He who loves God must do what? Love his brother also. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And for those of us who are writing this afternoon, the title of my sermon is Passion for His People. Praise the name of the Lord. Passion for His People. Over the course of the months, we have been looking at the subject of passion. Praise God. And how passion is a gift from God that enables us to seek God, to pursue after the things of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is this passion that we have for God that helps us in seeking him. Praise the name of the Lord. And I said that passion, when properly expressed, can be seen in three various ways. Number one, 
when you have the right passion or when you pursue the things of God, it will result in you having passion for God, passion for his people, and passion for his kingdom. Hallelujah. That's why I like how Apostle John says it, that if we say we love God and cannot love the brother that we see, praise God, how then can you say you love God whom you have never seen? Praise the name of the Lord. If I was to ask the question now, how many of us have seen God? Praise God. Praise the How many of us have seen God? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But how many of us love God? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that if you say you love God and don't love people, then allow me to say that your love is fake. Praise God. Because the proof of your love for God must be seen in how you love people. Praise the name of the Lord. And so last week we were looking at the fact that if we truly want to develop passion for loving God, it must be seen in three ways. In the sense that number one, you must have a good revelation of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You must have a good understanding of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Because the truth is, if you understand the depth of the sacrifice Jesus made for you and I on the cross of Calvary, that in response should provoke love for him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of us understand that there is a life after this place? Praise God. The Bible says that if we do not believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ, it says that what? how miserable are we amongst men? Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that for us as Christians, the reason for us having the hope that we have is that regardless of the challenges or the trials and the travails of this life, at some point in time, all this would come to an end. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But what guarantees me of a good place John chapter 17, I believe, Jesus was saying to his disciples that indeed, I am going to my father's house to prepare a place for you. Praise the name of the Lord. And so to understand that I have an inheritance in that place that Jesus has for me is that I must come to the understanding of his saving grace. Because ordinarily speaking, if it was based on birthright, if it was based on biology, I don't qualify for eternity. Praise the name of the Lord. Because in actual fact, you understand that the promise was made to Abraham and what? His seed. And the seed are known for those who are Israelites. And none of us here are Israelites by birth. Praise the name of the Lord. But as a result of the love of God, the Bible said that what? Like a wild olive tree, we have been engrafted into the people of God. Such that anyone who believes that Jesus is their Lord and Savior is what? A seed of Abraham. Praise God. And so Paul was saying in Romans chapter 4, it says, Then what then shall we say about Abraham our father, having who has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham is justified by works, he has something to boast, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. Praise God. So by reason of me understanding what Christ accomplished for me on the cross of Calvary should naturally evoke love for him. 
Because if not for his love, you and I would have been finished. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If not for the love of God, there is no eternity for you and I. Number two is that if we are going to develop passion for God, then we must be intentional about the company that we keep. Praise the name of the Lord. Whether you like it or not, passion is contagious. Praise the name of the Lord. Whether you like it or not, passion is what? Contagious. You know, somebody wrote a song and said what? I don't know how it goes, but I'm sure for those who know the song, you know what I'm saying. It was going along the lines of negative energy, stay away from me. I don't know how the song goes, but I know I've seen that line before. Praise God. But what I'm trying to highlight in the essence of, of what I'm trying to say is this. Just as how people don't like negative people being around them, godliness is contagious. Because the more you hang around godly people, you have no choice but to be godly. Praise God. You know, growing up, there were those aunties and uncles that whenever you came to their house, whether you like it or not, when it's time for prayer, you must come to pray. If not, don't stay in my house. Praise the name of the Lord. And for some of us, that was how this discipline was developed. Praise God. There were virtue of some friends you kept. I remember when I was in university, when I was doing my master's then. Um, and funny enough, for those of us who have ever stayed in Beck House before, you know, um, in the block where I was staying, my room was the entrance. So you had no choice but to pass my door. And I could hear my friends. They were going to smoke weed outside. And so they, they thought I was sleeping. It was on the night. And they were just whispering, don't let Jeffrey see you. Don't let Jeffrey see you. And for me, I never condemned them quite all right, but I felt some level of pride, not pride, but I was grateful, praise God, that they understood my stand regarding certain things. Praise God. Such that you knew that if you wanted to do it, you can't do it while I'm around. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that when it came to godliness in developing passion for God, if you truly want to have a passion for God, you must be intentional about being around passionate people. Praise the name of the Lord. Acts chapter 4 verse 13 said that as a result of how they saw Peter and John speak, they had no choice but to believe that word. They had spent time with Jesus. And so the Bible said, let us therefore consider one another to stir up what? Love and good works. Praise God. To stir up love and good works. Particularly, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as, we, as some have done. I see the day approaching. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three is that what? You must be involved in certain spiritual disciplines. Praise God. That you are on fire for God today is no guarantee that you are on fire for God tomorrow. Praise the name of the Lord. That you are on fire for God today is no guarantee that you will be on fire for God tomorrow. So just as how people fan the flames to keep the fire burning, you must also do so for your spiritual life. Praise the name of the Lord. So whatever provoked that fire in you, the day you stop doing it is the day you stop being on fire for God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so you realize that some of us who might think that we're on fire for God, but it's only smoke. Praise God. Because you realize that when the fire has gone off, you may not even know. It may just be smoky, 
but only a passage of time. All it takes is for wind to blow. And then you realize that what? The fire has been put off. But God forbid, that will not be you and I in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we begin to look at how then do we develop or how do we cultivate a healthy passion for people. Apostle John in the passage that we read was saying that what? If you say you love God and don't love people, you make God what? A liar. Praise God. That if you say you love God and you don't have passion for people, you are making God what? A liar because the proof of your love for God must be seen expressed in the people you come in contact with every single day. Praise God. And the reason why this is important is because relationships are critical in the fulfillment of destiny. Praise God. Relationships are critical what in the fulfillment of my assignment and your assignment here on the earth so someone said that what all good things in life flow through what relationships praise god all good things in life think about your life that testimony you had at some point in time somebody it came through what somebody praise god think about the times you got into trouble it came through what somebody and so as much as good things flow in life through relationships so does evil things flow through life through what relationships and the reason why this is important is because as a result of our interaction with people we will come in contact different kinds of people praise the name of the lord and everybody is dealing with different things praise god I said that there is a tendency to want to pick and choose who you give and do not give your love to. Praise the name of the Lord. My mom will always say that as our faces are different, so also our issues. Praise God. And so for that reason, you just want to do, mingle with those who give you less headache. Praise God. But you understand that the call of the Christian demands that what we love everybody regardless. Praise God. Because the reason why this is, when you read the book of 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, very powerful scripture. Paul was saying that for we have this treasure in what? 18 vessels. Everybody you meet carries something. Praise the name of the Lord. Everybody you meet, regardless of how useless they may appear, praise God, they carry what? Something. When you read the Bible in the book of 2 Kings chapter 6 and chapter 7, who would have thought that a nation would be delivered from economic crisis through lepers? Praise God. Because the Bible said that what the four lepers were the ones who told the king that come, I have found what? A great spoil. So the Bible says that what? For we know that what? There is great treasure in earthen vessels. However, I said that like, like gold, gems are hidden in dirt and it will take love to uncover everyone's treasure. Praise God. Someone said something. He said, treat a man the way he appears and he will remain the same. But treat a man the way he should be and you will watch him transformed. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you see, in church is the place where we preach love. But when it comes to showing love, it becomes a different ball game altogether. 
Praise the name of the Lord. You and I are so quick to profess love, but when it comes to actually showing love, then it becomes a different ball game altogether. But Jesus had a different approach. The Bible said that the Pharisees encountered Christ and they wanted to ask him, what do you think is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said that the greatest commandment of all is that what? You must love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Praise God. If you notice there, the Bible did not say some. The Bible did not say some of your soul or some of your mind. Why? Because if Jesus or if God gave his all for you, it's his demand that you give your all for him. Praise the name of the Lord. However, it said that this is the first and the greatest commandment. However, a second is equally important. It says love your neighbor as you love yourself. The entire law and, the demand, and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. You see, the truth is that we might say that we love God. That's okay. But the only way God can prove it is to see how you love yourself and how you love other people. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you understand that human beings are naturally selfish. Praise God. And so we would always want to look after ourselves first before we look after others. But the Bible is saying that exactly what you will do for yourself, you must be willing to do the same for somebody else. Praise the name of the Lord. And as a matter of fact, I started becoming convicted. Because the truth is, if you're willing to buy 100 pounds gift for yourself, then you must be willing to spend 100 pound on your neighbor. Praise the name of the Lord. Because some of us, when we want to give somebody gifts, we will always choose the cheap one. Praise God. So vet your motive. Praise the name of the Lord. Because many times you say, oh, it's the thought that matters. But sometimes you must go beyond the thought. Because it says that you must love your neighbor as what? You love yourself. There came a time when in Tesco, whenever I wanted to drop something in the charity basket, I'll buy Tesco value. And the Holy Spirit began to convict me. So what makes them less? Because they don't have. Praise God. And so since that day, anything I will buy in my house, I must be willing to do the same for the less privileged. Because that is the only way we are able to prove the validity of our love. Am I making sense? Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that this love thing we are talking about here is a debt that you and I owe. Praise God. Because love is a debt we owe to the Lord in order for us to dispense, to, to, to dispense his love in this evil world. So that's why Paul was saying in Romans 13 verse 8, he says, Oh no man, nothing, but what? Love. So therefore, in the body of Christ, in the church, love is an obligation. A healthy church is a church where everybody is obligated to love. In the book of Acts, the Bible said that what? Everybody had all things in common. So, so long as my brother is lacking and I have, it's my duty to ensure that they have the same as I do. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that with this mindset, this is the only way we are able to show the world what true love is. Hallelujah. 
And so Paul says in Ephesians 1 verse 15 to 16, he says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord and your love for all God's people. As a Christian, you cannot pick and choose. The same love, you know, when I was thinking about this sermon, I was asking myself something. If my brother, my biological brother, needed 100 pounds, as human as I am, I would empty my bank account and give my brother that 100 pounds. And the reason why I would justify that act is because after all, he's my what? My blood brother. But the scripture says that what? You and I are joined by what? The blood of Jesus. And so whatever I'm willing to do for my biological brother is what I must be willing to do for anybody here in church. Praise the name of the Lord. Because we are joined by what? The same blood. So little wonder when Jesus was preaching and they came to tell him your mother and your brothers are outside. He said, who do you call my brother and my, and my mother? He says, for everyone here is what? My brother and also my sister. Praise the name of the Lord. Because this is what we mean by having passion for his people. Praise God. And so why do we, why do we hammer on this love? Why is God so particular about love? And I said that if the gospel is going to be spread like wildfire, convicting the world of a need for a savior, it will be on the wings of love because the first way people would decipher the authenticity of our faith would not be by how much we give or by how we dress. Rather, it will be on account of how much we love one another. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why when you hear certain things that happen in the church, you begin to wonder, are we really Christians? Praise God. Are we really Christians? Paul was so big on this that he said that why should we allow unbelievers to judge the matters in the church? Praise the name of the Lord. So it's obvious that what love was lacking or understanding was lacking in the Corinthian church. Praise God. And the reason why love is important is because if the devil is going to accuse you before God, the first reason the devil would use is whether you love God's people or not. Praise the name of the Lord. If the devil is going to accuse you before the Father, the first basis for accusation is on account of love. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 1 verse 9, that when God encountered, or when Satan encountered God, he said, do you think Job loves you for nothing? Is it not because you have blessed him, you have formed a hedge of protection over all that he has? Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that if the devil can find you falling short in your love for God and for his people, then he has a basis to stand before the Father. Praise God. But little wonder the Bible says that what we have what overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. Praise God. And so with the few moments we have, we begin to establish that the only way we can prove that we have passion for people must be based on these three things. Number one is that if you truly have passion for people, then it must be seen with how you love God. Praise the name of the Lord. If you truly love 
God, or if you truly love people, it must be seen in how you love God. Because you see, in this world that we live in, people are so quick to use the word, I love you. But really and truly, allow me to that what they call love, you cannot say that you are an unbeliever and say you know what love is. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely false. Because you see, you cannot taste what you have not experienced. Or how am I going to put it? You cannot give what you don't have. Because the reality of it is, except you have tasted the love of God, you cannot give love. Praise God. Because what? God is love. First John 4, verse 7 to 8, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knoweth God. He that loves and not knoweth and does not know God, he says, he that loveth not, knoweth not God. Hallelujah. For God is what? Love. Praise God. God is love. The next aspect that proves our passion for God is our ability to have compassion for people. Praise God. Allow me to say this, that in church, I'm one of the most wicked people possible. Praise the Lord. People no longer have compassion for people. Praise the name of the Lord. And what is compassion? I feel what you're going through. I'm touched by what you're going through. The Bible says that for we do not have a high priest who is not touched by our infirmities. Praise God. We must be a people. The only way we can communicate love and prove that we have passion for his people is in ability to do what? Show compassion. Does the things that people go through touch you? Yes, I agree that you have your challenges. But the true proof of your Christianity, think about the boy who gave his two loaves or his two fish and five loaves. Did you think he was not hungry? Praise God. Because many a times we always think that, oh, my challenges are too much. So let me just focus on mine. You deal with yours. Whenever everything is solved, praise be to God. Hallelujah. That you are going through challenges doesn't exempt you from feeling compassion for somebody else. Because sometimes all people need is just to know that there's somebody out there that cares for them. Praise God. Many people have even sold their soul in the name of looking for compassion where they should not look for it. I know of a boy who was here in this church many years ago. He was going through challenge and he found himself in the wrong company because he was looking for those who would give him compassion. And this boy got involved with certain things that ordinarily nobody should get involved with. Praise God. It took the grace of God for him to finish his education. At least he had to take a year or two years break. Praise God. Because people no longer care. Hallelujah. So Paul was saying in the book of Ephesians 4 verse 29, he says, do not, and, and the truth is the only way you can show compassion, or one of the ways you can show compassion, if you really, if people's situations touch you, it will show in how you speak. Praise God. It will show in how you encourage people when they are down. 
The Bible says, do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. The Bible said that life and death are in your tongue. When people are down, what are you speaking? Praise God. Because sometimes it's not just about, oh, every challenge, money would solve it. No. Some people just need words of encouragement. You may not have the answer, but my brother and my sister, I know what you're going through. I am praying with you that you know what? God will do it. I trust God with you that he will deliver you. Those are words. It costs you nothing. Just to know that people care about what you're going through. Praise the name of the Lord. And number three is that what? Forbearance. Forbearance. What's your tolerance level? For some of us, we don't even have patience for people any longer. Praise God. We don't have patience for people any longer. So for that reason, you know what? The slightest issue you and I have, I'm no longer talking to you. You know what? I can't deal. Let's, let's just move on. Praise God. But how then do we prove that we are Christians? How then do we prove to God that we love his people? So when John was saying that if you say you love God that you have not seen and cannot love the brother who is next to you, how true is your love? Praise God. Forbearance. 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 Tolerating one another. Paul says, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, he says, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgives you. Praise God. Every day we enjoy the forgiveness of God. Who are you not to extend that arm of fellowship? Praise God. Every day we enjoy the mercy of God. Who are you not to give mercy? Praise God. Because what? Out of what we have received is what we are able to give. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the only way through which you and I are able to show this world that our love is different. That Jesus is real. Hallelujah. And I end with this conclusion. Somebody said, I have often heard I love God, but just don't love his people. This may sound glib, but as John explained, this is a basic deception as we do not really love God unless we love his people. The scriptures also goes to a great length to explain that love is not to be based on people, is not to be based on whether people are lovable or not. Praise the name of the Lord. Many a times the reason why we deal with people in church is based on what I can get. Praise God. I size somebody up. Does it look like someone that can tap something from? If yes, then we continue the fellowship. So in other words, it becomes more transactional. The day you're no longer meeting that needs, I move to the somebody else. But that is not how we are supposed to be as Christians. That we must examine our motives, ask ourselves, how am I able to show God that I love him if I don't love the people of God? Hallelujah. And I trust that God will help us all in Jesus' mighty name.
Let us bow our heads as we pray. That perhaps you have found these words convicting and is correcting you in one shape or the other. I have said so many things here this afternoon, but something must have ministered to you. Why don't you begin to ask the Lord for mercy? Perhaps it could have been in how you spoke when people were going through challenges and you did not show compassion whatsoever. Why don't you ask God for mercy? Because the Bible said that everyone will give account for every idle word that was spoken. That Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask for mercy. That perhaps it could even be you not even extending forgiveness or forbearance towards one another. In other words, being gracious. You are so mean to people that, Lord, I repent. I repent. This is that day of salvation. That, Lord, you would deliver me in the name of Jesus. That your name be glorified, O God, in heaven. Father, we just want to bless you, O God. Father, we bless you, O God. Perhaps you have said these prayers with me. Lord, O God, in heaven, I commit everyone who have cried out for your mercy. The Bible said that you stand in the door and you will knock. And if any man be open, you would come and you will sup with him. Lord, I ask that from this day forward, let there be a change of heart in the name of Jesus. That Lord, through your Holy Spirit, oh God, you will bring us to a place of conviction where we are able to truly communicate the love of God to this dying world. That Lord, through us, oh God in heaven, you will, be a, you will make us a channel of your love. That through us, people would get to know Jesus. And heaven will rejoice over this in the name of Jesus. Father, we just want to say thank you. That these words will stand for us on the day of judgment and not against us. For in Jesus, mighty and